Welcome to Rama for Today. Well, he reluctantly got out. Then when I got down there, because he's still around there, he let me know that he's put a curse on this church now. Because he ought to still be there as pastor. God can't bless them. I said, well, I beg to disagree with you, but now God can bless them because he told me to come here and pastor the church. And I'm not under the curse. And you can't put one on us. Well, I'm glad that man was big enough when he saw the church was blessed and the building was full. And I got him to come to visit some services and the building was cram jammed. And he got up public and said, folks, I want everybody to know this. And I'm glad to publicly admit that I was wrong. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the Believer's Authority. More next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. To flee means to run from as in terror. Then I understood why that spirit that I saw when I spoke to him and told him to hush, that he just fell down on the floor and began to shake and whimper and whine, you know, just like a whip pup. He is afraid. That's what's wrong with him. He's in terror. And I told him to take off, and man, he ran from me as in terror. You know, she said he'll flee from you. He didn't say he'll flee from Jesus. He said, you resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. He'll flee from you. Are you listening? See, when you begin to find out who you are in Christ and who you are and what you have and your rights and privileges and authority that's yours, the devil will know it. Beforehand, he'd been rubbing your nose in the sand, but he, he won't. You know, there was a time, I guess, in all of our lives, spiritually speaking, you know, if everywhere the devil put his head up, we are scared. We automatically taught to be afraid. You hear some churches and some preachers, all they talk about is the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, until you finally believe that the devil had more power than God. The devil's going to take everything over, they said. I've heard them say it. And I said, uh, when I hear him, I always speak up and say, no, he's not. He's not, never going to take everything over. Oh, the devil's going to take this world over. I said, no, he's not. He'd have to take me over first, and he can't do it. It's astounding what faith people have in the devil and his power. You know it is. I mean, even Christian people, even, even spirit-filled, even charismatics. It's astounding what faith they have in the power of the devil. I don't have any faith in his power at all. I've got faith in the power of God. I was preaching down in another state, and I'm going to tell you where it was. Full gospel businessmen actually set the meeting. It wasn't their meeting, it was mine, but they worked in cooperation with me. And they set the meeting up for us and did a lot of lag work, cooperated with us. And I was doing some teaching that somebody didn't like. And some of the full gospel businessmen, I mean, some of these men that I knew very close to, seen them conventions in different places, you know, they came to me just all uh, afraid. Just they sort of like that little spirit, just a shaking almost. Oh, brother, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. You can see they're just, they're just afraid. And I said, well, what's the matter? Well, he called me to one side, three or four of them. One or two of them full got bid men's, another with just some of the folks there. And, and there's some men and there's some women involved too. Oh, Brother Hagin. And there's a certain so-called prophet. Don't misunderstand me. I believe in prophets, but not this guy. <laughs> and evidently they didn't like something I said. 
said they didn't agree with you and they told us that they's going to put a curse on you. I said, I double dog damn too. <laughs> yeah, but Brother Hagin, you don't understand. Now we know people that this prophet's put curses on. That wasn't God's prophet. No prophet of God ever put a curse on anybody. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Yeah, we know this happened to that person and that happened to that person because this so-called prophet put a curse on them and they're going to put a curse on you? I said, let them try it. You go tell them personally that I told them. You know what I mean by that expression, double dog dare you? That's a good Texas expression. <laughs> you go tell them personally that I said I double dog dare How are you going to curse somebody that God's blessed? Yeah. Old Balaam tried that and he couldn't. Only backslidden prophets try things like that. Balaam tried to put a curse on God's people and he said, how can I curse whom God's blessed? You can't curse somebody God's blessed. Why no, something bad's gonna happen. You know it ain't. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> and I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy follow me. Goodness, goodness, good things follow me. And every now and then they overtake me. <laughs> They're always a following me. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Amen. Are you listening to me? Goodness and mercy is a following me. Not judgment and darkness and the devil. No, 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 no. A thousand times no. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I said they're going to put a curse on you. Yeah. They're just scared to death, as we say, you know, something about that. They had faith, you see, in this so-called prophet. Faith in the devil's power. I've got faith in God's power. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, that's stupid for people to get into that area. I went to pastor a church one time. God told me, God moved in a miraculous way. He spoke to me. I mean, just in a miraculous way. I don't mean that still small voice down on the inside of your heart. I don't mean God spoke to me and said, I was going by and preach at this church and they wanted me to consider this pastor, the last church I pastored. And God said to me, you're the next pastor at that church and that'll be the last church you'll ever pastor. I remember exactly when he said to me, I was in Humble, Texas. <laughs> Walking up and down the, in the sanctuary, praying about my night service because there's a whole revival there. Amen. It was on the third Thursday of June of 1946, about 1.30 in the afternoon. He said, you're the next pastor. Well, I went up there to pastor. I went up there to preach. I didn't tell anybody what he'd said to me. Didn't even tell my wife, really. The church was all divided. The pastor that was there was leaving. He'd failed to get reelected, then tried to get back in. Then he didn't get many votes at all second time, about the third time, less than ever. Now he said to me, though, he said, to the Lord, you know, here's a spirit-filled man, but you can get wrong, get on the devil's territory if you're not careful. And he said, uh, he, he was in the pastorage, you see, and actually he'd been out as pastor for 30 days. They'd given him the privilege to live there free of charge, paid his bills for him. Went ahead and paid him all that month anyway. He wasn't there. Treated him very lovely. And so 
I went by the next morning, in fact, before, you know, and I said to him, I said, well, you know, I'm elected pastor now. I knew him. He's a friend of mine. I've known him for years. And he said, he wouldn't even let me in the parsonage, you see. And I said, well, actually, your time's run out. They give you 30 extra days and then it's gone. But I want to get in there because my wife and I want to measure the windows. We have some furniture, but we want to measure the windows about our curtains and so on and so forth. And so I just said to him, I'm coming in. And I started in. He stepped back first. He wasn't even going to let me in. And then he said to me, now, Brother again, I can't get out. He said, I, I just, uh, I said, well, Brother, I'm sorry, but this church has not had a pastor. And it's, in a, it's been in a terrible condition because of all the division. And they haven't had a pastor for 30 days. And we need to get somebody on the senior shepherd. You see, needs to get here to shepherd this flock. And I said, uh, I'm telling you, this is Monday. And I'm heading immediately up you know, where I had my furniture stored. And Wednesday, I'm backing the truck up here to this parsonage and unloading it. And I, if you're still here, I'm sorry. I'm just moving in right on top of you. <laughs> because your time's up. You ought to be out. Well, he reluctantly got out. Then when I got down there, because he's still around there, he let me know that he's put a curse on this church now. Because he ought to still be there as pastor. And God can't bless them. I said, well, I beg to disagree with you, but now God can bless them because he told me to come here and pastor the church. And I'm not under the curse. And you can't put one on us. Well, I'm glad that man was big enough when he saw the church was blessed and the building was full. And I got him to come to visit some services and the building was crammed, jammed. And he got up public and said, folks, I want everybody to know this. And I'm glad to publicly admit that I was wrong. I was wrong. I've asked God to forgive me. I won't ask you to forgive me. I said, I was going to put a curse on this church, but you're more blessed than you was when I was here. I never did have the building full, but it's full. There are people coming that never came. I'm glad I was wrong. Well, he's a big man to do that. It's easy to get in the flesh sometimes. I don't know how come it to get off on that, but it did anyhow. I'll not take it back because it's all so. Amen. Amen. Well, now, you see, he, you, you can't put a curse. How can you curse whom God is blessed? Amen. So many people have faith in the devil's power. Let's have faith in God's power. What the devil can do instead of faith in what God can do. Now notice he said, you resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Who's he going to flee from? You. 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 That's who he's going to flee from. Hallelujah. Well, I knew then, when I looked up that in the dictionary and found in that big dictionary about a foot and a foot and a half thick, that expression, to flee from, means to run from, is in terror. I knew then why that demon seemed to be so scared. Now, Jesus gave me another scripture. See, Matthew 28, 18 first, and then Mark, connection with it, 15th chapter, 16th verse, right on through the chapter. And then, James 4, 7, and then the third scripture Jesus gave me was Peter, 1 Peter. 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan and the rest of the Hagan family. 
I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagen's slimline book entitled, Casting Your Cares on the Lord. Next is Kenneth Hagen's CD entitled, The Prison Doors Are Open. Also, Kenneth Hagen's book, How to Live Worry-Free. And last but not least, Lynette Hagen's CD, Do I Really Have to Forgive? All these resources are for the special price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. February, Winter Bible Seminar and Homecoming. Homecoming, February 19th through the 24th. Yes. That's Sunday through a Friday. You can go to rhema.org slash WBS and register right now. That's right. Put this on your calendar. Mark your time out right now. Get, Get everything in order where you can come. This is one of the greatest... Meetings, meetings of the year. that we have That's is our right. Winter Bible Seminar. There's two meetings we have here on campus, and that is Winter Bible Seminar in February and Camp Meeting in July. Those yes. are two great conferences that you need to come to. So go ahead and make all your plans and get yourself ready to come to the homecoming and yes. that's for all you Rama grads and then Winter Bible Seminar for, everybody, for everybody, all of our partners, all of our friends. Yes. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on the Believer's Authority. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.